0: It's May 18th, 2020. This is the Wrestling Inc. podcast. I'm Glenn Rubenstein, joined by Matt Morgan and Raj Geary. Going to talk about Monday Night Raw. Uh, Raj, uh, why don't you open with the uh, very sad news?
1: Yeah, so um, former WWE star Shad Gaspard, you know, he was very famously in the Crime Time Tag Team. Uh, he went missing during a swim at Venice Beach in California on Sunday while he was out with his 10-year-old son. Uh, he was apparently in a group of swimmers, um, Along with his son, when a strong rip current hit at around 4 p.m. local time, lifeguards raced into the water to pull everyone out. And while Shad's son was rescued, uh, Shad himself has not been located. And Shad apparently was yelling at them to get his son uh, before, you know, before him. And so there was a search going on. Uh, the L.A. Fire Department believed that Gaspar did submerge in the water and divers were sent to scour the area and helicopters were searching from above. Uh, They continued the search today, uh, and to no avail, he he has not been located. Um, And I guess one witness at the scene told TMZ that Gaspar had directed rescuers to help his son first when lifeguards raced into the ocean, which they did during the rescue. Another large wave came and crashed down on Shad. Shad. (coughs) and that was the last time he was seen so um just you know just a terrible story and um you know
0: uh yeah (coughs) it's really sad (sighs) matt i know you just found out this information shortly before we went on the air i know you're still processing a lot of this i mean you've known chad since your season of tough enough correct
2: yeah it's 2001 um You know, oftentimes when things happen, whether it's in the business or not in the business, everybody, I hate saying this call, like I say, comes out of the woodworks and acts like they're this person's best friend. Hmm. So, wow, and oh my God, how could this happen? While that's true, they should be saying things like that. Oh my God, how could this happen? It creates a sense of cynicism. cynicism. Um, Unfortunately. this is one of the first ones I'll be honest, for me personally, that legit, legit, as a punch point went out of the air. This easily, um, I was in, like, like, this is one of my best friends. Easily, not in the business, outside, the business, that uh, kept it beyond kept in contact with. Besides right out once we left wrestling. Um first people to congratulate me when I got elected. I didn't even know he was following that. Um, he didn't know I was following him along with his acting career and uh, congratulated him on all his big breaks. He's got, um, dude lived on, his dad lived on my couch for the better part of a year. After uh, Tough Enough to finished, he got, he wasn't able to pass through because something with his heart, um, during his initial audition Tough Enough, he was supposed to be in the show on the episode, uh, in the house with us, living with us I and mean, being one of the participants and contestants. And it's something, like, some rhythm thing that's hard for me. And not be able to move him on the first to the show. So once the show wrapped, I got signed to a talent, I think, because, but, I think, can't even talk, am so sorry. My wife just shared this with me all. But, um, and a contract, LBW. Um I helped Shag try out. Court and, and everyone in OVW, they're having a tryout camp. I talked to them the about Shad. Like, this guy's like the African American version. Uh, like both basketball players, both from the East Coast, both have the same morals, both are so god darn Um and We always used to make that joke with each other. Um, you know, brothers from a different mother. And uh, so he got signed to a deal. He had nowhere to stay. He stayed on my couch for a better part of a year. Almost burned my house out a couple times trying to cook his steaks. I'll never forget it in my in our kitchen. And my wife going, Matt, you, when you going tell your friend this is just not working? I was like, he ain't going nowhere. He's staying here. He's nowhere else to go. This is our boy. He's staying here. Um, he broke my PlayStation. <laughs> um, he, <laughs> I just, oh my God, I hate this thing. I don't even know what to think of it. So many questions. Uh, um, and I don't mean what I said earlier as attack on anybody, by the way. I just I've always seen that on social media. You know, when somebody that we a co-worker or whatever, somebody that wrestled like in a generation from us that passed away or whatever, all of a sudden, everyone, that's their best friend. Like, oh, where the freak were you? That dude, you know, was that a did you help Not this. I mean, everybody. And uh, I just can't process, honestly. And uh, just an amazing human being. I know everyone says I know people in and whatnot, but this dude different in this regard. It's, it's called a beast. But I'd encourage everybody to go back and watch it and show what. Listen to him talk. I got him outside bouncing at a nightclub trying to portray him as this big, tough guy. He says a really pivotal pivotal uh, statement. As this guy with a heart size that's bigger than he is tall, um, of being a protector of others. He's not a bully, never a bully, but always stood up for people smaller than, them, smaller than him. Um, it would be like almost a bully. He grew up uh, in New York. Uh, and just, again, the biggest part. Get the shirt off the back for me, buddy. Hilarious. Yeah. Funniest kid in every room he, white he went into. There wasn't one person that I've ever been around in wrestling that had a bad word to say about him. That's so rare. Somebody always said, oh, these sauces are stiff. Something stupid like that. Not with him. He was loved by everybody and really liked him very well liked life of the party. And again, he was always looking for ways to help other people. Always. And give support. He's such a positive, positive person. And again, he's a brother from a different father, honest to God. And uh it was a cool I can say. Look out to the bow or out watch their dreams, both as good twenty early twenties. No, uh, my board. I've known been close to the tight friends with this man for some This is just some call that I saw in passing. you I hope one day backstage. This was someone that kind loved to that.
1: man it, it's obviously um, really tragic his wife uh selenia was out there today while they were doing the search just sitting at the beach um you know watching um so uh, we'll keep you updated but the you know um yeah it's, uh, his family did issue a statement They said the family appreciates all the love, support, and concern through this horrible ordeal. At this time, they're not ready to make any public or official statements to any media outlet, and ask all to respect their wishes. Um. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It's a it's a terrible thing. Shad always, uh, you know, he he always had the you know the look, the charisma. uh, Always was surprised that. that well, I mean, he also had, was very successful going to movies, and he had you know did stunt mm. work with movies like Black Panther, and things like that. But um,
2: I was surprised He's WWE well didn't fair. pick him back up. He had a great role. Well, he was really big into acting, and then got really hooked into the bodybuilding. Crazy, I'm telling you, we were doing it on two different coasts, hmm. and having the same likes at the same time. For wrestling, we did oppose both of us last year on Instagram, maybe we can look this up, where he posted this montage picture of me and him on Tough Enough in 2001, like that, chubby face. Head, chubby body, chubby And him. It was like a beanpole. All right? And then pictures of me and him today with our kids. Um. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Just...
0: No, I know, man. I mean, I'm like, this This is tragic what happened. And I'm so sorry you learned about this right before we went on the air. Um, and look, I appreciate everything you're sharing here. I mean, just seeing you go through this, given how close you were, I mean, I think everyone completely stands if you want to, you know, if you want to take a bit or not even talk. I mean, the raw, I'm sorry, Raj, raw just, I mean, this just seems stupid to talk about. I don't care about Monday Night Raw. I don't care about any of this shit. Like, I'm sitting here. No, I'm seriously, Matt. I'm, si- I'm sitting here watching you, Matt Morgan, one of my closest friends, talking about a friend he's known this long and the loss of him, someone that died, presumably tragically saving their child. And it's just like, like, it, it just seems, everything else seems silly. Given everything else going on in the world right now, this just further underscores it. And, <sighs>
2: uh, and, I, and I apologize. I made the decision to come on. So I, I do apologize. I uh uh, I, uh, I, uh and this is no different different
0: than many other
1: restaurants that we i Matt uh, man, Matt I am so sorry, Matt. I, I hate to say this, but your your mic just keeps cutting out and uh It was
0: cutting out it's a little quiet there. Are those different airpods than you what you normally use? Of course they are. <laughs> <laughs> um
1: yeah, we're not able to hear about like uh, just pieces. It was just out. a little quiet. Do you want to try reconnecting? Um, like uh, re- reconnecting, re clicking on
0: the link, or Raj? <clears throat> this is tough. This is <sighs> yeah. I mean, it's. Uh, I mean,
1: I, I, I mean, what can you say? There's this side of me that keeps hoping for a miracle. You know, he hasn't been found. Like, maybe he was, uh, I don't know, just always hoping. Ah, Gosh, this is, I guess, even more uh, bad news of a wrestling journalist, Larry Kazanka. He was with 411 Mania, uh, and uh, he also passed away. He had uh, just tweeted the other day about how he was feeling like crap and didn't get anything done that day. He's really known for his reviews and and the work that he's done over there just writing tons and tons of articles um you know me and him both started in the 90s i've only had a few communications with him over email always pleasant um but you know our our condolences to to larry's family and friends as well all right um we have some uh
0: while matt's doing that
1: sure uh, Leonza Duncan uh, with the $5 Super Chat saying, as an African-American man, they always love their gimmick. Chad may not get in the WWE Hall of Fame, but he is in the People's Hall of Fame. Money, money, yeah, um, yeah." I think I
0: uh, wasn't... Yeah, there's another one, right?
1: Yeah. Uh, Le- Leonza Duncan saying, I was a huge uh, Crime Time fan. I don't care what anyone says. They should have been tag champs. They were super over in a time when no tag team was. And yeah, I mean... It, there was a there was a time there when they were kind of like teasing pairing them up with Cena with crime time and Cena and they're calling themselves the CTC on one episode of raw and then it kind of kind of got dropped but um, oh yeah
0: yeah
1: uh, and and more uh, tomorrow night uh, the the vice documentary documentary on Owen Hart airs oh and right. Martha Hart has been doing uh, a lot of media she really I mean she was all through all this time she hasn't really said much um you know she had the lawsuit against wwe uh that was settled out of court uh, she appeared on chris jericho's uh-huh. podcast to talk about it um and yeah, yeah she uh also in an in interview with the rap she talked about her uh relationship with Bret hart how it uh how it fell through fell apart and uh and then Brett replied and saying he's not interested in engaging in any more media mudslinging between Martha and myself, especially in light of a global pandemic. I will say that our fallout is multifaceted to say that it is only involved it to say that it only involved being able to access and use my WWE footage and photos for future projects would merely be an oversimplification and inaccurate. I will not comment any further on this matter. So, um, Martha's in the headlines, and uh, the Owen Hart uh, season finale of uh, Dark Side of the Ring airs tomorrow night. Um. All right. Well. <laughs> uh, yeah. Let's uh, let's get to Rob. What uh, wh- What were you guys What were you guys
2: thoughts on the show? By the way, they were tag team champions. Whoever said they weren't, they were tag team. Champions. Did they? Absolutely. Okay. Um, That was one of his host teammates. He actually has me wearing my TNA Tag Team Championship title with him wearing his WWE Tag Team Championship title in the same photo. Which, I was like, dude, they're not the same. (laughs) (laughs)
1: They were tag champs in in OVW. Maybe that's... And they were NWA Uh, Wildside Tag Champions. Uh,
2: Yeah. I'll send you the photo, bro. I'll text it.
1: Oh. Um, so yeah, raw tonight. Uh, real quick, Matt, your thoughts?
0: I think Matt's changing his headphones. Okay. Uh, Glenn, your thoughts? Um, yeah, uh, tonight felt like a lot of the last Raws. Uh, not every, uh, you know, when's the last time WWE went to Ren Fair for an episode? Um, I think, uh, sadly, that was one of the high points of the show, the axe throwing contest. I don't know. Um, it's a tough watch tonight just because a lot didn't happen. And I think uh, they're still talking about this Becky news, which kind of shows just how much of a void there is without her in the company. Um, I don't know. I mean, I know this sounds weird. You know, someone who's been very critical of Brock Lesnar, but does drew and even Seth and all this other stuff. I mean, it doesn't feel as big. Uh, Drew's championship Seth at the top. I've, it doesn't feel equal to what we're missing with Brock not being there, and I'm not even a huge Brock fan, so I don't know. I thought it was a tough watch.
1: Uh, Matt, your thoughts? How
2: about right now? How do I sound? Uh, Yes, How now do I you hear you. Now we you can so- hear you. Now we can hear you. Not good? No, no, no.
1: Good. Uh, yeah, what, so what
2: are my thoughts on what? On Raw tonight. Raw. Um. Awesome. This this was two thumbs up tonight. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, honestly, I, I, I honestly, I'll, I'll just be honest with all the fans right now. I could watch. I don't even know what. I don't have a good analogy for this right now. Um. I was hoping it would distract. You mm-hmm. know, at least a little bit of it. But uh, my wife can interrupt it and shared with me what she did um i just come out of my commission i didn't get ready for my commission meeting all like since last since yesterday today and then my meeting was at six i got out of it probably like 8 or 8 30 and then went right to home eat pizza with my son watch raw and then she came in the room to tell me what's up and uh with about 45 minutes left in the show so it's all gonna be i was be honest a blur last 45. yeah but Again, it's just more of the same. From what I did see up in hour fifteen of it, um, it's more of the same. It's still more of the same.
1: Yeah, I think Glenn. To your point, I I found it. This three hours was kind of hard for me to sit through. Um, Yeah, it it just—I was just really bored by the end. There wasn't much that really was interesting. I thought uh, I like that they're going with Lashley and Drew. Um, I like that what they're doing with Lashley, but um, and Edge and Edge is always great in his promos. I thought he had a great one, but outside of that, I thought the the rest of the show was but, blah.
2: And no matter what, listen to me, no matter who they have in that ring wrestling a match, it's, it doesn't it won't matter. Mm-hmm. It's not their it's their fault, but it's not their fault. Mm-hmm. It's it's not their fault as far as the talents and the stories they're telling in the ring goes because they're doing what they're supposed to do. But not having those fans there mm-hmm. absolutely kills it. And it makes it feel small. Mm-hmm. Like, it doesn't matter who's in that ring. It could be John Cena versus Hulk Hogan tomorrow. Right. And I'm telling you right now, it's going to have the same feel to it.
1: Right. Yeah, absolutely. And they're not doing anything it, to change it the makes presentation. It feel,
2: and it makes it feel like Groundhog Day because oh. of this. It makes every match aesthetically feel the same.
1: You know, I think this performance center is going to start is turning starting to turn into the, my symbol of this, you know, this pandemic in a weird way, like the empty the empty performance center uh, shows, and I think I'm going to be I I'm just going to have a a, a newfound hatred for it next year, or whenever whenever we're out of this.
2: You're not you're not the only person to say that. I've had people on Twitter say that that they're going to for what you know everybody's been impacted from this virus differently. And people are going to remember what they're going to remember from this. But uh, a lot of people on my Twitter said that that's what they're fearful that they're going to take, o- not take away, but one of the things that they're going to remember about <laughs> this virus is arena matches and how terrible wrestling was, like. <laughs> yes, I know. I swear, though, this is what they've written. Um, well, it's each uh, their own of what, where we go with our minds on what we remember things but like.
0: It seems to me like... So they went through all that trouble to set up that Viking village, the little Viking fair for the axe throwing contest. Why not have the yes. rest from there? Yes. <laughs>
2: yeah. At least, yeah. I don't, I don't have an answer. and I, don't, I, said, the same, I said the same darn thing well, to myself. I said, self, why couldn't they use just a modicum of the creativity and just have a different place to have this math This would be perfect.
1: Yeah, do it outdoors.
2: Um, again... Yes, anywhere.
1: Yeah, if they can't have wrestlers in the crowd because of it's being indoors, because uh, you know uh, AEW they've been filming at Daly's place, but that's an outdoor arena. So I don't know if they're able to have people in the stands because of that. Yeah, and yeah, do it outside. Set up something outside so you could have people in the in the stands to to make some noise because it, it's it's tough. Yeah. All right. Glad you want to start running. This? Changing this. What's that? <laughs> But, have they said
2: anything about changing this yet?
1: Well, apparently Vince McMahon is determined to have SummerSlam uh, in front of fans, so he's he's it's most likely not going to be in Boston. They've even talked about possibly moving it to September, uh, but he is uh, he is apparently uh, hell bent on having SummerSlam in front of a crowd.
2: Our governor, our governor is inviting all sports teams to our state to play their to play their games. Yeah. yeah.
1: So I think if if yeah, WWE, WWE finds a year, state where they'll, the they'll allow people in the arena, they'll probably go there.
2: But, Here, but the allowing fans,
1: fans, they're not allowing fans yeah. in the stands yet, though, right?
2: Not fan fans, not like what you right. would expect. No. Right, but, yeah, but I think Vince the is again empty.
1: What's up? Yeah, with, with no I think fans. It's empty
2: empty arenas.
1: Yeah.
2: yeah. Um. Vince, what you're gonna say?
1: But Vince bench wants actual fans, not wrestlers in the stands.
0: But here's what I don't get, though. Okay, so they put in all that time, effort, and energy with the axe-throwing contest and the the actors as the police and all those jokes. Like, that was all the creativity on the show tonight. Like, Matt, to your point, I agree about the no fans thing makes everything feel small and lesser, but if they did some interesting stories, if there was just something going on that made it seem like they were trying a little bit, I felt like almost everything we saw tonight sounded like it could have been cut and pasted from something we've seen before, like a promo, the the storyline, it yeah. just all felt recycled. And it felt like the Axelon contest was the one thing where they were like, no, we've got some real, some real creative juice behind this. Let's go for it.
1: I didn't think the Axelon contest was that either. At, <laughs> at least they
0: tried but something. At least they tried
2: something. It was
0: different. Yeah. It was different.
1: I, I, I kept expecting, I guess, yeah, more from when the cops came as opposed to, oh, you're cute, so I'm letting you off. No, that was, I, it was dumb. Yeah. All right. So let's go to Edge's promo.
0: <clears throat> so uh, Randy Orton was out there. A straight-up wrestling match a Backlash. Sort
1: they of keep saying that. This could be the greatest wrestling match of all time. It's their, it's their tagline. What
2: are they, they supposed to say? What are <laughs> they supposed to say? Not
1: that. <laughs> I mean, that setting. First of all, I don't think you can have the greatest wrestling match in an empty arena.
2: Can we have a great what should it be the greatest catches can wrestling match of all time? Like <laughs> what do you want it to be? The greatest chain wrestling match of all time? Oh, I mean because they're taking the weakness, which is having to have basic matches in front of nobody inside that wrestling ring. And Trying to make it seem like a better deal. With
1: <laughs> I mean, yeah, can any match potentially be? It could be the greatest wrestling match of all yeah. time.
2: <laughs> no, I, I'm being so serious about that.
1: Yeah, no, I know.
2: You give Daniel Bryan wrestle AJ Styles ten times in a row. I don't care. It's not going to be great because there's no fans in there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh,
1: terrible Trey eighty nine. Thanks for the nine 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 ninety nine super chat. Was saying Edge was passionate in his promo tonight. and I think he's better on the mic than he's ever been. But he's been away for a decade, and I'm ready to see him in the ring with younger guys. Uh, I'm sure that's where it's headed. Um, but, yeah, I thought Edge was fantastic here. I think his promos, he might be the best promo in the company right now.
2: Wow. You know who is a really good promo that I'm watching again right now is Keel Undertaker. Mm. Um, when he's still coming out on his motorcycle... Um, when NWO first came into WWE again with Hogan National Hall, and he was a heel, Taker's promos were good, dude. He lit up The Rock and like embarrassed The Rock in a promo, actually. And uh, dude, his promos nobody talks about him because they always talk about the dead man. And but, dude, his promos were freaking really good, really, really good. Yeah, um, very underrated. Well, I thought, uh, but, anyways, uh Oh, i was gonna say
1: taker's smack talk during the aj styles during that boneyard match was just fantastic you know yeah uh, he, he was very uh i was saying this documentary that they have he's turned into clint, clint eastwood like they he's gone from jason Voorhees over the last oh. 30 years to clint eastwood he's just you know veteran badass that uh uh yeah just the, the old gunslinger
2: but the show, the, the fact I saw the second episode of his series on the network last night, and just his vulnerability that he shares, mm-hmm. I am shocked. Yeah, absolutely was shocked watching. Yeah, it's great, so great. There's but a I'm cool moment. I'm sorry, mo- I didn't mean to go off on a tangent.
1: No, 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 absolutely. Uh, Silver Jackson agreeing with you, saying Undertaker 2002 promos were epic.
2: Yes, yes, Silver Jackson, they were. Nobody talks about his promos. I'm telling you, he out The Rock in a promo. I was like, how do I not remember this? <laughs> he totally just big-bogged The Rock, and Rock had nothing for him. When yeah. Rock, was, I'm not joking, was damn near at his hottest. Dude, he was, wow. And yeah. then he just cut a promo on Hogan. I just saw it today. Like, I'm watching him all, all the episodes.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's really good. Uh, so yeah, so Randy Orton basically asking if Edge is going to accept. Edge does. I don't know. Was there anything else related I, to this?
2: I, 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 I listen to me. I agree with the view, the reader. I, I do think like the great. The thing with Randy was cool. Let's move on. Mm-hmm. He could cut these world theater promos on other talents, and I would like to see it with you know an AJ or others. You know, like like the guy said, younger talent,
1: right? Or a Drew. I mean, I feel like Drew Seth is not. Uh, Seth doesn't feel as big of a star as he did before this Monday Night Messiah gimmick.
2: So. Maybe that would be good for him, right? Yeah, he, yeah, I feel like he needs a big name.
1: I mean, he, granted, he did beat Brock, yes. That'd but good. but yeah, someone really to get his no, title ring right. going.
2: No, you're right. He's not as big as he was. His Messiah thing's taking him down. And Edge, you yeah. actually learn. That's the thing. When you get a chance to work a veteran, not because you want to mark out over the veteran. You do it because it's you want to do it because you know you're going to improve. Mm-hmm. My one match with Ric Flair at TNA I swear to you, jumped my confidence like 16 steps. I'm not exaggerating. No, I bet. Especially on being able to call, especially calling a match on the fly on television when we had five minutes cut out right before we went out. Um, Whereas before, I'd be a little tentative and I would listen to the other guy that had more experience than I would in those circumstances versus calling somebody off um what you don't do to be a jerk you do it because you think what you have it offers the best solution in the time anyways my point is you do it because you you know you're going to improve immensely and seth oh my god we improve immensely working with Edge, especially on the stick I think mm-hmm. yeah it's
0: gonna be better than what he has going on now um so Seth came out cut a promo was talking about Rey Mysterio interrupted by Umberto Carrillo uh, rather than wrestle him, he had Murphy wrestle Umberto, with Murphy picking up the win here. It was what it was. Yeah, can, can I, I just say
2: something really quick? Can no, go say for something? it. These talents, I mean, no offense, I'm not trying to bury these talents, I, I'm not. But I can't imagine any of them even getting dark matches back. Huh. I might even say when I was there. I, I was a developmental, so I'm not saying during when I was there, because that doesn't count. But, like, the year 2000, 2001, 2002, um, I was just watching the show tonight going, the show I was watching today on Raw back circa 2002, Brock Lesnar opened it up versus Matt Hardy. A rookie Brock Lesnar. Uh, All right. And, and like, a taker versus Hogan. Uh, Replay of Triple H losing to Hogan for the title at the pay-per-view just previous. NWO bumping in for Stone Cold and GBL when he was still Bradshaw tag match. Was, Eddie Guerrero had just come back, and uh, RVD. Uh, just—it was every single match was just freaking huge, and every star, more importantly, looked like they could kick somebody's ass in a fight. And they looked—I'm not just saying big and jacked. I don't mean it that way, but they looked their face, everything. They looked like tough people. I like could kick someone's butt. And I looked at today's, at uh, tonight's episode, and I'm just like. That's where this drop-off, I really feel, comes from. Hmm. A lot of it does come from, this is a, an aesthetic business. I'm not saying you have to be big steroid up person. What I'm saying is you should look like you've been in a fight, and you could kick a fan's butt, yeah. and fans would be scared of you if they met you in a dark alley.
1: I agree 100%. I, I was making this point with, with someone recently regarding Angel Garza and Rick Rude. Is that the one thing with Rick Rude is he looked like he'd jack you up. You know, he he had the pretty boy flamboyant gimmick, but he also looked like he would tear you to shreds. Uh, He had that intensity. Um, And Angel Garza, I think he's a star uh, in today's era. But uh, there's a huge difference between him and Rick Rude. You put him in a ring with each other. And yeah, it's
2: it's somebody compare Rick Rude to him to you
1: well the characters <laughs> like the you know the pretty boy oh. uh you know getting the kisses from women at ringside it, it's like comparing um so here's the like Carlito to Reza Ramon yeah. it's not the same even though they yeah. they both spit in faces and stuff Are
2: people who don't want to be cool don't want to be
1: cool yeah uh oh. Justin Lopez saying he hopes to get set edge versus Seth at SummerSlam since they actually have some history that's right uh Seth was going to break Edge's neck when he was with the Authority that one time. And then uh, John Cena had to sign the Authority, allow the Authority to come back. I don't know if you remember that whole storyline. No. Yeah. Yeah. Basically, Cena's team won a Survivor Series match where Triple H and Stephanie McMahon had to leave forever. And just a few weeks later, they had an angle where Seth was going to cr- cripple Edge, who was a guest that night. Uh, unless they took it back. And so then Triple H and Stephanie came back.
0: But they're not even doing, that's kind of the thing that gets to what I was talking about earlier. They're not even doing stories like that anymore. It's this idea that Seth is the Monday Night Messiah. He's, he's going to seek out and find these followers. Um, like, where are the overarching themes? Like, what is Raw a show about right now?
1: Yeah. Michael Avira saying, Vince creates robots, not superstars today.
2: He's right. It's called Paint by the Numbers, Build Your Own Superstar. Yeah. He's 100% correct.
1: Everyone sounds the same. Everyone kind of works <clears> the <throat> same. I agree.
2: Um,
0: so Murphy won over Umberto Curillo, Uh We have Baron Corbin cut a promo backstage. So Corbin's there, part of this cross brand invitational. Tonight was his turn to come over to Monday Night Raw. Uh, Pre recorded message from Liv Morgan talking about her mom as her hero. Uh, this was an interesting promo.
2: This was good. I thought this was this this hit. I thought for her, It hit with me a little bit. I thought it was good.
1: Yeah, it started off when it first started. I was like, what 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 is this? And then uh, by the end, I was like, that that was pretty good. I think Liv is uh, live has been seeing a big uptick. Uh, I think she's going to be holding a belt by the end of the year.
0: Hope so. Let's hope so. Yeah. Uh, Charlotte Flair versus Ruby Riot tonight
2: Flair getting a win I... thank you I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off no, it's uh, okay. Flair getting the win um, listen I, I don't see in Ruby Riot either I know she has her fans but I don't know I just don't care I agree with you I, I really I like Ruby I didn't but... care when they when they had the three person gimmick it was always, "What's it going to take for them to break live out of this?" Because I keep hearing all this great stuff about Liv Morgan, um, and the big tall girl. I was like, Sarah Logan looks like she could kick someone's butt. Um, hopefully they get something cooler for her than the Bruiser Brody boots they had her wearing at the time. I remember. <laughs> well, she she was and released deferred, deferred. Yeah, I know. Oh yeah. but I'm going back when the three of them were a group of three. Is what I said. Yeah. Um. And not once did I ever think to myself, "Hmm, Miss Ruby Wright's going to be a star." To me, she was the bottom of the three. She, uh, she, she's so a I, good. I she's a good wrestler in I the know. ring,
1: but I, I see what you. I see what you mean as a star, as someone uh, that's going to turn turn heads. Um,
2: and, and, and and you know what? To just to, to be a good hand in the women's division nowadays is not enough because they are stacked. Yeah, They're stacked. I would put at least eight talents from NXT on before I would put Ruby Riot out there. I'm just being serious.
0: I actually think Ruby going back to NXT and letting her redevelop her character and giving her some autonomy, I think could... I I think because she's got the talent, she's even got a good look, but she's just been a big nothing on the main roster. She's never, I mean... uh,
2: Yeah, yeah.
0: I mean, she doesn't win matches. Is chat room saying, in fact, she maybe hasn't won a match? I'm trying to think. When's the last match she even won on TV? Since her injury, I don't think she's No, that won, doesn't... Right? To be fair, that doesn't help. That does not yeah. help a talent.
2: Yeah. To be fair to her.
1: Hey, yeah, this... Uh, Steven Marchucciuli has a kind of a cool idea. I remember, the WCW did this back in the day. They could use any number of Florida peaches as a location for SummerSlam. Yeah. Cool backdrop. And then uh, they're asking if you work Mark Henry...
2: Oh, my God, I was married to Mark Henry in OVW as he was my first tag team partner in my very first match, uh, my very first match. on Ohio Valley wrestling television, no pressure. Jim Ross was there to evaluate us. Brock Lesnar was there because it was like our, uh, I guess at OVW anniversary. He had just won the world title. And Jim Ross had me come into the back room after my match. where it was me and mark henry versus the disciples of sin which was mordecai later on and travis Tomko, really good tag team actually in ovw anyways so me and mark were just i'm greener than grass is my first match mark wasn't exactly daniel bryan um so after the match you know jim ross was like you know sure that might have been bowling shoe ugly he goes, but uh, you know, Brock, he had some comments to make, you know, on on, on uh, Matt during this. You know, I'll leave the room. You want to chat with him, and and that's like the very first time Brock started getting in my head about how to work big. Mm. And he didn't know me. He just met me earlier that day and sure Can with like he would any of the other towns there. Um, back to Mark, I ended up working an entire summer against Mark Henry, when he got moved back up to the main roster and would come back to Ohio Valley Wrestling to work with me where he would now be the heel and I was the baby faced and I was the champion at the time, I believe. And, um, he's another one. He's another one that did help me improve, but I would argue because of how big of a name he was. So if I could be in the ring with him and do well, then who else could, you know what I mean? It just really raises your confidence. Um, even if they may not have been a technical whiz in the ring or a five star wrestler and whatnot that everyone assumes you have to work with to, Get more confidence. You don't have to work with the Eddie Guerrero's and the Dean Malenko's of the world in order to get your confidence raised.
1: Uh, before we get back to Raw, did you have you been seeing the stuff with Leo Rush and Mark Henry?
2: No, I, I feel so out of touch right now with the world. I apologize. Yeah, right, well, what I meant,
1: you're mayor in the when there's a global pandemic going on, so it's understandable. But uh, yeah, Leo Rush. Uh, I guess Mark Henry um, said that, you know, he tried to help Leo out uh, with some of his backstage issues that he was having last year. Uh, And he said that, you know, he tried to help him out basically saying that Leo wasn't taking his advice. Um, So Leo has been calling him out on it. Uh, He said Keep my name. So Leah wrote, Keep my name in your mouth if you please. You literally have nothing better to do than to continue to talk crap on a situation that happened over a year ago about a 25 year old who just lost his damn job. Sorry, guys, but I've been holding my breath for way too long. People like this need to get called out. It's sickening, disappointing, and extremely discouraging. I love my fans and I pray that one day in the future the state of this kind of matter progresses. And this is why African American talent on the biggest platform will continue not to have the same opportunity. Because people like you constantly tear your own people down. A damn shame, honestly. And so Mark Henry then went to TMZ Sports and said he's considering legal action uh, for slander. Uh, So he said, Mark Henry said, he said something slanderous. You you can't question my blackness. No one can pull my black card. No, not anybody. If you go down to the Performance Center in NXT, probably 25. I think people of color in the facility, maybe about 80% plus. I helped get them there. So it's completely the opposite, and for him to go there was absolutely was the worst thing he could have done, and it's one of those things, if I take legal action for slander, then I will, but I'm not sure yet. So, it's getting ugly between them.
2: Shame. need to see
0: it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, man, so we had Asuka's celebration or championship celebration tonight, uh, with Kari Sane out there, interrupted by Nia Jax. <sighs>
2: yep, nobody cares. No.
0: <laughs> it'll be it'll, you know Nia Jax versus Oscar. Wait, okay. can you guys
2: hear that? Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> Nia Jax versus Oscar will be a bad. This is my prediction: better match than you think, but kind of a boring feud. Um, so yeah. I don't truth- know who else you put with yeah.
1: Oscar right now. Shana might be too soon. You don't want to be Shana again, Wait, coming off of a loss to Becky. So yeah, I mean Nia, I guess makes the most sense.
2: Our truth versus not B- NXT well- talent. Oh, okay. Oh, sorry. No, no, no.
0: <laughs> well, what? If, where's Bianca Belair and all this? Where was Bianca during the axe throwing tonight?
1: They did. Uh, they did a little vignette for. Her.
0: Did it? Did they? How did I miss that? When was it, that? It was like a
1: Progressive Insurance. Uh, oh. Thing and they featured Bianca Belair. It was like the Mountain Dew Slam of the Nights that they used to do, but it was like a little uh, Bianca Belair uh, vignette.
0: Okay. There you have it. Um. So we had <laughs> uh, just really, you, you know what excited me more? The, the most exciting thing I saw on TV tonight was that commercial for the new season of that show, Holy Moly, with the miniature golf and the obstacle course. Why did nobody tell me tell me the show existed? This looks like something I would watch the hell out of. <laughs> that was the most entertaining thing. That 30-second commercial was the best thing I saw on Raw tonight. And i will watch the hell out of that show next month it's miniature golf matt with big obstacle courses who doesn't love miniature golf anyhow you watch the
2: hell out of it you, you I, go get them I, I,
0: <laughs> i'm doing everything i can to stay sane right now matt yesterday i finally watched the movie torque for the first time how come nobody told me torque is like a fantastic like better almost better than most of the fast and the furious films
1: What's Torque? Is that a cartoon? Oh, I do not watch
0: it. It's like Fast and the Furious, but with motorcycles. It came out in two thousand four. Highly recommended. It. It's like it's like a later Fast and the Furious okay. movie that came out like right after the first Fast and the Furious. It's insane. I watched it yesterday. Huh. I'm still on a on a natural high from watching Torque. T O R Q U E. Torque. Q U E. Yes, hell of a film. I recommend that to anyone that wants to take their mind off. Uh, The world we live in. Uh, But back to the reality of Monday Night Raw tonight, we had R-Truth versus Bobby Lashley. Uh, R-Truth cutting a promo about Tom Brady, 24-7 championship.
1: They did all this last week, didn't they? it's the same. Same Tom Brady Brady stuff. I thought they did. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, Lashley beating him. She just took a little longer this week, but you got like 200 guys under contract. Can't you have Lashley beat someone new this week? Anyway, it's Groundhog Day.
0: Yes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> sorry, the chat room is making me laugh. Uh, Bobby Lashley won that match, as if I had to say that. Yeah. Uh, why and he's was with MVP,
1: of- and yeah. uh, MVP was motivating him earlier, so Lashley, you know, kind of destroyed him, and MVP came out after. So, yeah, they're they're a tandem.
0: And Lana threw a fit backstage, threw oh, stuff around.
1: Her t- oh, man, no. those, <laughs> these are those are her. She and she's a good actress. She can really act, but and when those tantrums, it just makes me want to change the channel.
2: Yes, because hello, that is an example of the talent themselves being frustrated, annoyed, and not committing to it because they don't want to. It's ridiculous. <laughs> because you're correct she is a good actress actually
0: yes as we saw in the pitch perfect film that
2: she's just like ugh, ugh. am i getting this again do i really have to do this again this week whatever i'll just shut my mouth and just get this page back and hopefully they'll give me something new next week i'm telling you i can sense it from the talent i don't know that for a fact <laughs> i'm just saying I, I i know i've been put in situations where i'm like really we gotta do this like, not that it was bad writing, but it was lazy writing. And your oomph isn't in it that makes you want to be a pro wrestler when you're a little kid and go on to become a 20-year-old something and live out that childhood dream, that pat, that same passion. It's one of those times when it becomes a job. And tonight, for Lana, it was a job. And I don't blame her because that's lazy writing.
0: Mm-hmm. And, I mean, man, it's got to be weird. Could you imagine working for a company for that long with your spouse and then they leave and you're still there? Oh no, I role. could
2: not. Yeah. Oh my god! And knowing my wife, she'd be like, "What's taking you so long? Why are you still there? <laughs> Let's go! Tell them, <laughs> tell them Vamoose, Matt. Tell them to kick rocks. Let's go! What do we do? It I thought we we're in this together, Matt."
1: <laughs> uh, MKDawn19 with the super chat, thanks. Uh, he said, "So nice to finally discover a stream with real people and proper opinions, not just looking for likes." Great to see Matt Morgan too. Has he even aged at all these last few years? Thanks, guys. Huh? Yeah,
0: it's true.
2: 2004, Matt Morgan Thanks looks coming out from under your rock. Oh, sorry, Thanks man. for coming out from under your rock and discovering the best wrestling podcast in the biz, brother.
0: It's <laughs> gonna say tw- 2020. Matt Morgan looks younger than 2004, Matt Morgan somehow. I don't know what it is.
1: <laughs> oh, here we go. Chris Jones saying C.J. Perry is a good actor. Lana is not. Yeah. So, <sighs> C.J. Perry's full <laughs> name for those who don't know. <laughs>
2: So oh, oh I take we... back my laugh. I thought that I thought that said I thought that said Tyler Perry. I take back <coughs> my joke. <dope>. You <laughs> Mark taking your cool, writing her real name, <laughs> dork. All right, continue. Sorry.
0: Hey, Tyler Perry was very good in Gone Girl. I was very surprised by his performance. In the I movie.
2: love Tyler Perry. I think he's. Yeah. I, I, I honestly, guy, think he's hilarious.
0: He was, a, he was in. He was Gone Girl.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Huh. <laughs> he, he legit is. Dude, he is like a master of disguise. Like he is a good actor. He's in mm-hmm. things you'll forget he was in because he's that good, and you're so used to him being. And what's the big one that he did? That uh, Medea was. What's that series? Of- the Medea. Yeah, Medea is the best. <laughs> Wait, so your mom's a big fan of the Medea series? Loves, loves, <laughs> and she was like the cutest part was my mom was like a little bit like a few years behind on the on it. And like so she started like talking and making like one-liners from the movie. Like I'm like, mom, that was like three years ago. <laughs> but everyone at work thinks I'm hilarious. I go, mom, they're laughing at you, mom. I'm just being honest.
0: <laughs> there's there's something there, Matt. There's something there. This this I'm more entertained by this factoid than anything we saw on Raw tonight. Um, huh. <laughs> lot to unpack. Um we had a women's tag team title match tonight. The Iconics versus Alexa Bliss, Nikki Cross. Uh, good to see the Iconics wrestling again.
2: Yes. Yes, I concur. I, I'm happy to see them back. I love that tag team.
0: And then after uh, Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross won by DQ, so we had two backstage segments. One was Kari saying backstage alone playing her flute. <laughs> That that's a sentence in 2020 that actually happened on USA Network tonight. Uh Nijax came from behind, launched her into production case, walked off while she was down, clutching her head, and then the iconics were arguing backstage. Uh Billy Case says Peyton Royce blew their chance to get the titles back, and Billy slapped Peyton and immediately apologized for it.
2: I hope they're not splitting them that up. Was not me too, because they do have a similar look. You know what I mean? Like they they are to me the quintessential tag team. Yeah, they, they play they really well off each together, other. Together, they really do, and together as a whole, they're, they're like what's, what's the saying? sum of all parts, whatever you want to call it. Um, I used to feel that way about the Bellas, though. To be fair, and they were able to go kind of sort of their own way a little bit, right?
1: Yeah, well, they they know. started really getting their own distinct, pos- you know, personalities in a way.
2: But they had an entire. Uh, series though to display their their differences right. that really made us you know yeah. um, but anyways real quick about those two um back to the stuff with the backstage with uh, what's her name playing the flute oh yeah. no and it was a recorder the, the chat room is livid yeah. with
0: me right now it was a recorder oh, not a flute let's go Scotty
2: can good lord people you really need to get a life I'm sorry <laughs> I'm just gonna I'm just gonna straight shoot with everybody if you're if you have more than five comments in that chat room. That, re- that, that said every quarter and not flu.
1: It, it's more than five. You all yeah.
2: really, really <laughs> take a breather. Take a breather. Do do one of these. Just don't <sighs> let it go. Let it go. It's not gonna change your world. It's not gonna change your life, folks. Don't cut me off until I'm done. Yeah. Um, secondly, secondly, <laughs> back to what we're talking about. Kyrie saying, I'm gonna tell you how that was written. Okay. That was a segment to get Nia over, correct? Sure. Mm-hmm. So, right. So it's okay. Well, what can Kyrie be doing backstage? We can't just have her just randomly standing there. I don't know. What's her gimmick again? Well, she's a pirate, Vince, and she's the, she's like does this pirate thing she used to do. Okay. Well, let's just have her play like the the, the recorder. That's what pirates do, I think. Right. <laughs> like that's literally the amount of energy and thought they put into that. <laughs> and it just shows it just shows in the smallest details i'm being so serious that they put no no brain power or thought into it because it's not meant to highlight her right yeah. She was the beat-up e in that segment where i do think it matters in what these people are doing even backstage mm-hmm. for, for as much money that they spent on this product as much time as they supposedly put into it again when you have no fans in arena every single segment's got hit this was I hate to say it, fans that are gonna cry that I say I'm saying this, but if this was AEW and they did a backstage segment like this, I guarantee you there'd be more thought put into it. Yeah, with yeah. the detail part. Yeah. Just,
1: Tammy noting that not this the laziness. The uh, iconics can't be solo, and I agree hundred percent.
2: You really wanted to read Tammy's comment. You were...
1: And Leonzo Duncan... Damn, I think
2: Raj has a thing for you. Yeah. <laughs> no.
1: Leonzo Duncan saying, stop breaking up women's teams before you have none. It's just true. They have like two teams.
2: I mean... Uh... <laughs> don't you think... Like, they, they do look like a quintessential tag team.
1: Yeah. Yeah, no.
2: I, I I, I thought,
1: and I thought they looked, you know... I, don't know. I, think, I thought they've Someone's been looking been. better.
2: Yeah, they're really care. good. We saw what they could but but, <laughs> but we saw what they could do in NXT at their yeah. peak. They yeah. they they're talented.
1: Yeah. No, they were they were entertaining in NXT. Yeah. So
0: we had Shayna Baszler versus Natalia in a submission match this ended with uh, Natalia tapping out to Shayna pretty easily.
2: Very predictable.
1: Yes. And then after the match, there what? were okay. Natalie, Natalia threw a hissy fit, and she did last week too. So I guess that's a new gimmick for her. Yeah.
2: Which you know who I just saw doing that? Ironically, in two thousand and two, on Raw, Christian. That was his gimmick hmm. for a little bit. And then Diamond Dallas Page, positively Page, takes him up out of it by trying to te- teach him how to smile and think positively. And how it's not a bad thing they keep losing, but it's a good thing.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. <sighs> so, uh, Kevin Owens is back tonight. Kevin Owens show.
1: Yeah, his first appearance since WrestleMania. He had suffered that foot injury. And, yeah, he's back. Yeah.
2: So, like, yeah. that's one of those deals where I was upset. I was frustrated they didn't have him back. He had a win in WrestleMania. Why is he not on television right away? And that's because of an injury, right, Raj?
1: Yeah. With KO, yeah, yeah, he was he. That I think it was that spot he did the the big jump that he did at WrestleMania on, on Seth Rollins. He got he hurt his foot on that. Oof.
2: That was memorable. Got to give him that. Mm-hmm. And this led
0: to Apollo Cruz joining Kevin Owens. Uh, Kevin putting Apollo over. Uh, was they teamed together against Andrade and Angel Garza?
1: Yeah. So Apollo was in that storyline injury. It wasn't a real injury, obviously. Um, and so yeah, he's back on TV now.
0: Uh, Austin Theory tried to interfere. Uh, he ended up rocking Andrade oh. with a forearm instead of Cruz. Cruz and Owens won afterwards. Um, the Zelina's stable beat up Theory
2: and uh, good good i need to send him packing.
1: well they didn't he he was with another group by the end of the show
0: yes because then we had alistair of course black he was Alister black versus murphy um and during this uh this ended with dq alistair black winning um when theory ran into the ring attacked black for the disqualification and then after seth uh chose austin theory to to be uh one of the new disciples of the monday night messiah one of his followers
1: yeah the aop were gone so i guess they just felt like he needed more people
2: which is true but would you not like no offense if Rusev was still there i would have brought him in to be my muscle
1: yeah That'd be a good choice, yeah. Absolutely.
2: He has no muscle. How are you going to be a cult leader or a a group leader and not have muscle? Again, Team Lesnar wasn't just a Survivor Series angle. That was supposed to be a six-month angle. Um, The Brock stable. Brock Lesnar does not need a stable, nor does he need heaters. But therein lies the heat. Um, So every stable leader should have muscle to some degree, and he doesn't have any. So, I
1: don't know. Yeah, what was the last big stable that didn't have, you know, kind of the, the muscle? I mean, and even in Inner Circle, circle you got Jack Swagger, um, Evolution, you had right. Batista, yes. you know, Horseman, uh, you had Sid for a while, Barry oh, Windham. Uh, yeah. Caden saying th- Theory and Murphy as a tag team is fire.
2: Mm, I mean, they're, they're... Is it really fire? <laughs> Is it fire, though? Is it really fire? Yeah. Is it really fire? Because I, I, I swear, I just got watching Rob Van Dam, uh, 2001, <laughs> red hot during this invasion angle, right? And nobody was getting over, but this dude was getting the biggest pops of the night. I mean, huge pops. And WWE went out of their way to extinguish those pops on this guy. And I didn't catch on to it when I was a kid watching it. But I was going not as a kid but when i was younger and going back to watching it now dude rob van Dam when he first came to wwe was fire yeah um the oh yeah it's fire stone cold is fire hogan in his prime is fire your little tag team is not fire <laughs> rico larry <laughs> theory looks <laughs> like they a... putting perspective on this uh. rico larry
0: saying yeah he looks does like rico fitness, fitness youtuber He's I
1: right. think. I mean, we'll we'll see with theory. He might have something, you know. Uh, we'll have to give it time, but I think they all to think establish like... Seth's group, you need some the what like like Matt said, either superstar or uh, yeah, some muscle. It's
0: True. Austin Theory looks, looks like he could lead like the the wickedest Peloton class of all the trainers.
2: Um, <sighs> dude, he looks like he should be. He looks like a a, a long lost Blink One Eighty Two band member. That's what he looks <laughs> like. Today. <laughs> like when well, a2 looks more uh,
0: hardcore than austin theory
1: let's, uh well i'm gonna give him time because we'll see how he is on the mic because you know like someone like mjf if you'd see just his face you'd be like yeah he doesn't look like anything special at all but once he puts everything together he's a superstar
2: but we have i have seen him in the ring i have seen him speak I saw MJ, MJF speak once. That was all it took.
1: No, but no, but if you had MJF came out like how they've introduced Austin Theory and with the, the stuff that they've scripted for him, you wouldn't, you know, you you wouldn't What's see MJF in that movie? light either. Right. Like he was allowed to become his well, own character.
2: You're it getting just, you're getting backlash in the chat room. I have a feeling right now Rise. No? You are no. you you are bending to the chat room. Actually, I can't. No. Read, so. I don't know. I don't know. The, the,
1: actually, the, n- n- not nothing. No backlash right now. And I apologize.
0: <laughs> the funny thing and is, you the chat are room crazy. Yeah. Guy is no, the chat room's making comparisons to undisputed era. They're saying, "Well, undisputed era," and I'm like, "Yeah, that's the problem with undisputed era as well."
2: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I want to like them so much because I really do like the leader. Yeah. See. I should remember his name immediately. I should remember his name immediately. Why am I struggling right now? Adam Cole, baby. Like that's almost impossible to forget. How have I forgot that? Yeah. Um, you know, folks, don't listen to any of my opinions. I'm losing my mind officially on the air as we continue
1: to talk. It <laughs> I do
2: to the best. Of us. I do
1: think understood era has gotten a little long in the tooth. Like it, it's time for them to, pro- I don't know, change members, disband, to do something.
0: I'm actually going to say, they just need one more guy, and then Monday Night Messiah, it's essentially main roster Undisputed Era. Like, it's a bootleg of something that was kind of weak mm. in NXT. Yeah, I don't know. The,
1: the, this is supposed, this is like a, a, a bootleg Wyatt family, or a, a straight edge society, you know, where he's a cult leader, you know, bringing in minions <laughs> to his group. The, the Undisputed Era, they were all friends, they were just a group.
2: So Straight Edge society. I will point out. Yeah. I, I, I will point out. Straight Edge society had Festus as the muscle. Yeah, muscle the I, Absolutely.
1: And CM Punk played that role really well. He didn't seem yeah. like he was acting. Seth Rollins just he, it, you see that effort. You well, know, where he's like really trying to slow down his speech and 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 be uh, cerebral, and it's well, just not. I, I'm not. I'm not buying it.
0: Because a cultly. Okay, so here's the thing about cults or religions or anything where you want followers. I you, I don't care. You we talk about Herb Life or Amway. I mean, anything where you want followers, you have to have like a message right. and a mission. Right. Okay. Why? It was like, y'all don't see, man, y'all don't know this reality. And I'm going to sit here and jibber jabber about a thousand different things. But oh, I did a thing. Straight edge society, CM Punk about being straight edge. You need right. like a thing, a gimmick. And what's the Monday night Messiah. What's his mission. Oh, I'm going to remake Raw in my image. That's that. That's, that that's pretty lame. Nothing.
1: Yeah. You guys, uh, you guys, YouTube, YouTube, CM Punk, Cow Palace, Straight Edge Society, and the heat he was getting with that gimmick was insane. Like they they had to throw people out. There, like it came close to, like they hit Undertaker's music prematurely because it was uh, getting so heated in there. But uh, yeah, it's it's just a weak order. I, 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 someone's saying the Dark Order as well. I I find the Dark Order to be uh, pretty weak. As Dark well. Order's
0: got better marketing. Those videos really rehabilitated the dark order for a while Gosh,
2: Uh, for a minute they gave they gave me three weeks they did give me three weeks of not absolutely throwing up when they came on my screen (laughs) uh, vignettes yeah the vignettes were the best thing they did um but i I like brody lee but i don't like him in that i think if he's in that
1: group for too long it's gonna bring him down
2: yeah they're in a conundrum with that though, because it, it, he has to play this Vince McMahon role, which is hilarious, and I pop for every time. But that's not really a cult leader, right?
1: When
0: you think about it,
1: right?
2: Just something, man. Just something. And when
1: you've got a, just a bunch of enhancement talent and masks, it just—I don't know. You, again, you need for a group to really work. You need some some star power in there, and, and oh. some people that stand out. Oh my! God, wait
2: a minute. I just—I just hang on. I'm, I'm so sorry, Raj. I just had this epiphany. Do you know what a group of enhancement talent wearing masks actually reminds me of? I the I, uh, the gosh who who
1: was I thinking of? Uh, that survivor series where Jerry Lawler had a bunch of mask guys. <laughs> Do you remember that? It was this just... No.
2: No. No, it reminds me of a group of enhancement talent wearing faces. <laughs> That's what it reminds me of. Not even <laughs> That's what different they are. Face masks. Yeah. <laughs> Like, why don't they pull like a slip? That's what they are. You're right.
0: <laughs> but look at like, look at Slipknot. Look at even the insane clown posse. Like, masks and makeup don't have to be lame if you try and give people right. characters and something hey, to latch
2: onto. You know who? You know who had a cool mask and it just didn't work when Johnny Stamboli came to TNA as Relic Killer. Oh backwards, yeah, <laughs> as my used to tell us. His mask though was awesome. He got it from the same guy that made Muda's mask in Japan. Yeah, um, it looked so great. The problem was Johnny was so damn Jack. You always knew it was Johnny Stamboli. He had right. such a definitive character for years in WCW and WWF that there was no putting. He tried. He tried to do something different. It just nothing was gonna make him be different because he just the way he looked.
1: That was like what that he...
2: mask was awesome. If you go that, back and look,
1: that was awesome. Do you remember when they did the the menagerie in? TNA. Yeah. And it was oh, the yeah. same thing. Like Rob Terry, you always knew it was him under a mask because that physique is just so... Yeah. <laughs> yes. yes.
2: <laughs> too big, too noticeable, yeah. way too impressive looking. They're like, ooh, gee, who's that? Yeah.
0: So, we had uh Can I ask
2: one last question? One sure. last question, one last question. I'm so sorry. About the masks. Do you think of today's day and age, like the way the internet is today, they know everything before it's going to happen and whatnot, do you think Kane would have been able to pull off Kane? Or would people be going bonkers? Wait a minute, that's fake diesel. That's the dentist. That's Unabomber. Uh, people were doing that. <laughs> hey, I think that's Unabomber, you know? But right. Unabomber was his gimmick. Yeah, character. that was his oh, gimmick. Yeah. Um, uh, but do you know what I mean? Do you think it would have worked? Well,
1: the, uh, the fact that Bray Wyatt was able to make it work with Husky, Har- you know, after Husky Harris, and, he, you know, uh, he did get the Husky chance the first time, but, uh, you know, it was such a cool gimmick that, you I know, mean, know,
2: the mask, the yeah. mask part of it, though, of not recognizing who they was, who they were before.
1: I mean, even back then, most people knew. Yeah. Um, at least, again, at least on the internet, okay. maybe enough people didn't know watching. But back, back then, you had a lot more mainstream fans and not the, the hardcores. Uh, and so, okay. the, but I, yeah, I, I I still think it, it could have worked. Um, because, you know, again, Bray Wyatt's, I don't know, it's different. He's doing it with The Fiend, but that's Even different. Game, You're your supposed game. to know
2: it's right. my um, Sorry.
0: Oh, no, I mean, why why am I...
1: Someone's bringing up Aces and Eights uh, as another group that they were all under masks. And, yeah, no one remembers everyone
2: except for Bully Ray. Ken Anderson? Uh, Yeah, okay, Eric Bischoff's kid. Uh, Yeah, good point. Garrett Bischoff. Uh, What's his name? The other guy's kid. Um, Come on. Briscoe. West Briscoe oh, Brisco. looked like a million bucks. He had such a great look. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he's kind of right, actually, with that the same analogy, now that I think about it. Good call.
0: So, that axe throwing contest, huh? Kept cutting back to that tonight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: Making me my food
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean, do you um, want to recap it real quick? What happened? Let's just finish the axe axe throwing it ended here, right?
0: They played grab ass for a couple segments and then finally they were gonna go do it and the cop showed up. Um and then one of the cops had a crush on one of the Viking raiders, so it didn't write him a ticket. And like that's that all that? folks, yeah. Um yeah, the
1: cop came and they threw an axe and it hit the the windshield. So yeah. that was the the thing. And yeah. I mean it was it, it you know what? It wasn't as bad as it, it
0: No, it was they put more effort into yeah. this than anything else on the
2: show tonight. Yeah.
0: And then the main events. All right. So,
2: uh, Matt, you got anything? Just wanna point out we've yeah. we, we've lowered our expectations tremendously. <laughs> right. Just yeah. pointing this out while we're putting this segment over to the fan. Club, did you watch the crap we just watched? All right, <laughs> go ahead, sorry. Yeah, I, like, I want to be
1: positive on something on this show. So I'll just I'll well, I'll just I'll just, yeah. I'll just leave it yeah. for that.
0: Watch watch that commercial for that yeah. miniature golf show. I'm telling you, you'll you'll agree with me. That was the best thing on tonight. Um this main right. event for the first time ever, King Baron Corbin versus Drew McIntyre.
2: Yeah. <laughs> As Raj would say, it was there.
1: <laughs> I didn't want to say it. So thanks for saying it. Um you know, considering uh, you know Drew's the world champ, Baron is main evented pay-per-views. He's been in the main event of a, a couple of pay-per-views. Uh, this did not feel like a big deal at all. And I you know, I don't know. Again, it's because
2: of no fa- it's got no fans and Baron plays big time. Big time his character works off those fans. Mm-hmm. Tough. He's in the in my opinion, guys like him got affected the most out of this. Mm-hmm. No fan arena stuff. Yeah, and they
1: come across as just campy and not like a star, not like a, a big heel.
2: That but hang on, one other thing, you guys, is this you think about this. The heat he generates in his with in front of these live audiences in these arenas across the country, they hate him. Mm-hmm. He, again, right now, two thousand two raw, right now X Pac is getting that heat. They boo him from the minute his music plays in the matches with Stone Cold. They're not chanting Stone Cold. They're booing X-Pac
0: And mm-hmm. the
2: one I just watched today. Which I was like, that's pretty impressive. Um, but my point is it makes the baby face even that much more. So, Drew, who you're building as this great champion, really is losing working a Baron Corbin without fans there to boo the crap out of Baron. Get off our screen. We don't want to see you. We hate your butts. We hope you die, Baron Corbin. We can't wait for Drew to put you in your place. Like, we don't get that. I should say, Drew doesn't get that either. Um, it really hurts. This no mm-hmm. fan stuff really, really hurts a lot of these characters. Yeah. And their that. development. Yeah. I uh, feel bad
1: for Drew because he's such a, you know, this should be his uh, time. And right? it, it, it's... Yikes.
0: Yeah, As Alonzo ah. Smith saying, Drew's a champ and a babyface is boring. I mean, it does feel... Not a lot there. He Again, he needs a big name. Yeah, it's, like, I don't...
2: I think I want to lie about it. I I do. I just want to lie about it because I love Drew. I'm happy for him. I just wanted to say that this was a five-star match. Uh, All fans should go back and watch this. Um, (laughs) we got to be honest, and it's not his doing. It's just not. But I feel like if we don't take up for him, If it keeps going this way, he's going to get labeled, you know, a certain way as a champion. And I don't think that's fair. Right. I agree with that.
0: And uh, Bobby Lashley and MVP were looking on. So this is setting up Lashley versus Drew as we went off the air after Drew beat Corbin. Yeah.
1: So I like that. Yeah. So they're doing this, uh, you know, this, this brand to brand invitational thing. So here are, these are the actual rules. Yep. Uh, The wrestler can only appear on the opposite brand four times a year. And it only, uh, here's one for Justin. Uh, it only applies to Raw and SmackDown. NXT is not included. So for all those who argue that NXT yeah. is the same thing as Raw and SmackDown as far as the main roster.
2: Uh, oh, in your face, Justin Labar.
1: Here you go, Justin.
2: Right? That's Justin's big thing that <laughs> yeah, he, is, NXT's is on the same level.
1: Yeah.
2: Oh, no, we can't call it that anymore. No, nope, we can't call it a third party. It's not the tertiary. It's not the tertiary guys show anymore. <laughs> no, it's not. It's on the same level as Raw and SmackDown. No, Glenn, you can't say it that way. It's not developmental anymore. Nope. <laughs> that was a very good Justin In face, Justin. Hey, Justin. Hey, Justin. You see what this, this This is? This means face. We're playing back-a-ball. I just dunked on you, and I'm doing this to you. Face-moded, even. <laughs> Moded. <laughs> yes, <you remember> <laughs> so. God, the dorky things we used to do. <laughs>
0: it was a simpler time.
1: <sighs> so, what brand is Flair? Good question. She's NXT, but she's like the one that's allowed to be on pretty much any show right now. So, without much of an explanation either.
2: Why? Okay. Why even make an explanation? You're i are not going to stick to it.
1: Right. It's going to be forgotten in, in like self. two, three just weeks. Say
2: be- yes. Just say they're here because we said so.
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: I'll it's- take that. What it's else like they can't
1: following? explain to the audience that they're having to make changes because of this pandemic and they have to, you know, and they have to overthink things just say, because of this pandemic, you you know, not all the talent are here. So we're going to do a a talent exchange. And so over the next, you know, until things open back up, you'll be seeing talent talent from all the brands. It's not hard.
2: And honestly, I think when, I think when you're transparent and honest like that, I do think people get behind you more. I really do. People like to Mm -hmm. get behind things that are Kind of struggling or fighting from underneath, sure. or in a tough situation, even big bad uh, uh, WWE. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just be honest. Yeah. Tell them. I agree. Yeah, I
1: guess they. Someone saying they uh, that that one dude eighty nine saying they keep saying that she's on Raw with uh with Charlotte. So yeah, it's almost Ooh, like she's a Raw really? person that. Just happens to also be NXT champion. One, NXT. Mm. Hmm. Hmm. Anyway, that was that was the show. Easily skippable. I'd watch it the Undertaker that- document again, uh, documentary again.
2: So good. That was so good.
1: WWE, they're so good at this stuff. So I wish they would incorporate some of that somehow into this, uh, into their shows
2: yeah like wouldn't right now listen to me. wouldn't right now be the time if you work for wwe and you work uh, not as a producer but maybe as a director or 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 something there backstage creative wouldn't you be going like this is my chance this is my chance to really step up and maybe you know try some crazy things that normally i wouldn't be able to try or suggest Mm -hmm. and get shut down right away but right now our ratings are terrible Right now is a chance for me to really do some of my crazy, wild ideas that people probably would have laughed at me a year ago trying to bring up. But now it may work because we need something off the beaten path right now, desperately. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like, wouldn't you think that they'd be thinking that way?
1: I, w- I would. I would assume. I would have assumed that the the Raws and SmackDown would have looked so much different than. Right after WrestleMania by now, because of how much the ratings have been falling and everything, that they would be trying new things, and it has looked the same. Outside of them not having the chairs in the front row and changing where the hard cam is, uh, which they did after like the first week or two, it
2: looks exactly the same. They copied. Let's really rile the chat room after they copied AEW. (laughs) 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 That'll 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 ignite it. Um, Well, do you um, think?
1: I was going to ask you, do you think that they're not going to put the wrestlers in the stands because it might look like they're copying AEW? Like, they'd rather have the product be more boring than look like they're copying AEW.
2: Maybe. I hope they're not that prideful in watching a ratings tank in the in the middle of that.
1: I don't see why they're oh not doing God, it, I hope though. they're not. I mean, they, they clearly I have, you know, with the axe-throwing contest, they're fine with having a bunch of people out there. Um,
2: there is something to this that we just don't know the answer to, I think. I think it's something with the arena. You said you indoor versus outdoor, but then again, AEW did in their Atlanta show. That was an indoor arena.
1: Yeah, but that was also that was taped. That was taped in uh, April before school. Georgia shut down, and oh, yeah, good call, good call. And Georgia's open again now, but you know, as far as uh, doing empty arena shows.
0: Yep. So I what else know. do we got?
1: I don't have an answer to that. Yeah. Um. Not much else. It's actually, in theory, it it doesn't feel like there's a big pay-per-view coming up on Saturday. But it's a a big week. We got AEW, double or nothing this Saturday. Mike Tyson's going to be appearing, presenting the TNT title to the winner, Cody versus Lance Archer. Um, Ah, Gosh, what else?
2: Huge, by the
1: way. Yeah. Let's get a couple more of these Super Chats. Eddie Omang saying, do you think we should have heels or faces?
2: I think that's an excellent question, Eddie. I I really do. Because who's there to boo them, right, is what he's assuming. Nobody being in the arena. But I would argue that puts more onus on the talent to work that camera even more than ever. And what I don't like about WWE is they have their talents not work the camera that's on them when they come out for their entrances. And that you're only taught to work the hard cam from time to time. I would argue now got to let that rule fly out the window because it's imperative that talents make the connection with us at home watching to make sure that we are in our own heads and not hating somebody and really liking sales.
1: Yeah, unless he is asking, like, should you just get rid of the concept of heels or baby faces? And I don't agree to that because the whole, uh, premise of pro wrestling is the storyline the good versus evil the it's like an action movie um so yeah i still think we should i and rojo bear 24 with the two dollar super chat saying baron corbin has never been a big deal
0: mm. no i mean they've tried to make him one and i think he's good at what he does it's just uh unfortunate that I just don't think, uh, he's been stuck in a rut too much. Like these long, never ending feuds that he gets in. I think of what killed him.
1: Yeah. You know? Yeah. I think, I think Matt's phone might've died or something there. Um,
0: Um, we did not talk about Drew Gulak.
1: Oh yeah. Um, real quick. Ryan Manley with the dollar 99 super chat (laughs) saying Matt missed out Friday night. Yeah. We had a, we had a little party on the Friday night show. So if you haven't checked it out, uh, uh, yeah, check out our SmackDown recap on Friday. It was it was a lot of fun. Yeah, Drew Gulak. That feels like that was a week ago, but it just Saturday. happened on Saturday. Yeah, um, yeah, Drew Gulak. His contract uh, was coming up, and apparently expired last week. He apparently was asking for a raise and wanted more money with his new deal. And WWE just decided to pull their deal. So, Drew Gulak is, he, he wasn't even released. His contract expired. So, he can wrestle tomorrow. He could appear at uh, AEW Double or Nothing if he wanted to, you know, if they came to a, a deal on Saturday. So, um, should. Well, you know, again, it's AEW. They're not making a ton of money right now either. You know, I don't know how many, you know, guys you want to be signing to contracts right now. So, but it would be kind of a get, you know, for like one week he's on WWE television then he's on your show the next. So yeah, that's the kind of stuff you'd see all the time, though, you know, during the Monday Night Wars.
0: I mean, what a match to go out on. That match with Daniel Bryan on Friday was incredible.
1: Yeah. So Brandon Hall, that was uh, that was what happened with Drew Gulak. Uh, Someone's Ryan Berry asking, will Sting show up Saturday at the AEW paper? He's not supposed to be. Um, but it would be, you know, I think they're paying for Mike Tyson. I don't know if you would need to do Sting on the same show. I think that would probably be overkill. But I could easily see Sting doing something with AEW now that he's no longer under contract with WWE.
0: Which is so weird. I mean, I just think with the theatrical stuff especially, Sting versus Undertaker, like this is the best time for that to happen. Yeah.
1: No, it's, uh, Yeah, doing a, a Boneyard thing with them I think would be awesome. Yeah. But, you know, maybe the whole thing with this Undertaker series is the very last episode. He says he's really retired. Maybe. It kind of seems like it's hint. it, it kind of seems like it's leaning in that kind of a direction.
0: Well, the show's called The Last Ride. Right. So. Yeah. And as Ryan uh, Manley's pointing out, they are teasing a mystery man for the ladder match. Yeah. Drew Gulak. So. We'll see, man. Um. This is a tough night tonight. I'm glad we we made it through this.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Uh, th- thanks to Matt for coming on to, you know, one of his friends, you know, nothing official yet with, you know, Shad, but it's not, definitely not looking good. And, uh, but keeping, you know, keep his family and friends and in your thoughts and prayers.
0: And, um, I was gonna tell Roger this after we go off the air, I know Matt was having some audio troubles. So, I will publish the audio podcast tonight, Raj. I'm going to go through and see what I can do to boost some of the levels when Matt was talking about Chad at the beginning before he fixed his mic, because I think uh, I could hear him. He was cutting in and out, or he was getting quieter a bit, but I think, um, you know, what he says deserves to be heard and heard clearly by as many people as possible. So if you're watching live or watching the video and had trouble at the beginning, I will uh, do my best to boost that audio in the published audio version that's going on
1: and matt's back matt can you hear us yes all right uh do you how about now yeah yeah you're, you're you're good. um matt did you, you you have anything you'd like to plug or anything like that no so on Wrestling Inc., we had a loaded week. We had Psycho Sid Vicious, an exclusive interview with him, a rare one. He doesn't do many interviews. Huh. Uh, Diano Perazzo. We had Kofi Kingston last week, um, uh, which is one of the rare ones we get to do with the WWE guy because WWE mm-hmm. can be really picky with it. Um, yeah. uh, Heath Slater, uh, so keep checking out Wrestling Inc.
2: <clears throat> okay. That's pretty uh, good. That says a lot about your site. WWE is doing interviews with you. That's really good, actually. And that's pretty cool. I mean, they, they, go, they
1: go hot and cold with the, the internet sites, with the wrestling sites.
0: Well, all that talent sitting at home, what are they doing right now? Yeah. <laughs> how, uh... <laughs> so, Wednesday night, me, Matt Morgan, Justin LaBar, back here to talk AEW Dynamite, the go-home show for Double or Nothing. And uh, we'll also talk about some NXT, see how it goes this week. Last week, lowest rated AEW ever last week, Raj? Yeah.
1: yeah, lowest rated AEW, one of the lowest rated NXTs. The combined number was the lowest ever. Uh, they were up against the UFC that really tore into them in the, the males 18 to 49, but uh, still is a, a, a bad number for both. Really, I mean, really bad for AEW that 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 week. Yeah.
0: There you go. Uh, everyone wants to know, Matt. I'm assuming the answer is no, but you didn't catch Friday night's Wrestling Inc. Uh, with, the, with the the, the drinking crew that we had on this show. We were all a little tipsy Raj made an appearance. Um, yeah. But Matt, I think you would want to know that he couldn't make it five minutes into the podcast without name dropping Ryback.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway
0: (laughs) anyhow folks uh look everybody stay safe stay healthy stay sane (laughs) we'll get you back here wednesday night until then take care
2: save big money now on new siding from lp smart side at menards update and beautify your home with your choice of 13 timeless colors of pre-finished engineered siding